Next on BYU Sports Nation, which side of the ball needs to play better for the Cougars to upset number 22, Washington? And we celebrate the throwback weekend by throwing it back with my former DB brethren, Dewey Gray, in studio. And the Heisman Trophy winner, Ty Detmer, returns to BYU Sports Nation ahead of his return to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYUSN starts right now. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Game day, baby. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, September 20th. Don't forget tomorrow. Do you remember 21st night of September? I, I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton needs a day off from his day off. So I'm teamed up with uh, Naruto running expert, Brian Logan. Hello, at your boy. I'm kind of uh, sad that I wasn't able to attend. Attend what? Trying to capture some aliens. The Area, <laughs> the area 51 storm is uh, scheduled for this weekend, right? Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't even remember what day. Uh, is it tonight? Tomorrow? I, I, it started today? I think it started is it today. happening as we speak? Yeah. I tried to actually get... Are we, we're going live to coverage outside of Vegas? No, we're not. You're right. I actually tried to get tickets, but everything was sold out. So, fortunately for you guys, I was sold available. Sold out? You just walk up to it, right? Well, no, because, I mean, there's a pretty, you know, big radius. So, you have to get, you know, hotels that are a couple hours away, yeah. but everything is... We live like five hours away, man. You just drive... Nah. You could go after the show, probably. You could still make it. No. And no. back in time for Countdown. That's okay. And then I remember that I believe that the world is flat, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. Here's what's on the show. Today is loaded. Loaded. Derwin Gray will join us in studio to preview the matchup with Washington and discuss his training to run out an alumni flag tomorrow. Awesome. Derwin Gray, one of our favorites. Ty Detmer rejoins the program for the first time in a couple of years. Hi. Let go as the offensive coordinator. It's been two seasons uh, you know, not, now he's now he's here in the second season. Great to have Ty back Jamal. on the show. There he is. <laughs> Jamal. Uh, although I can't guarantee that it won't sound like a recording of me uh, from earlier that we just scripted out questions to. Probably is. And can I extend my four-point advantage in going for two? I'm up 5-1 in the early goings. It's early. I understand. Uh, but uh, I, I look to uh, advance my lead, extend my lead against Spencer. But first, some awesome headlines. BYU hosts number 22, Washington, the Cougars' third-ranked Pac-12 opponent at home this season. Wide receivers coach Fessy Satake says the team has payback on the mind. Just sheer revenge and, and being able to, um, you know, try and, and you know, overcome the really bad game last year. It's kind of one of the, the few games that in Utah State were kind of the, the two games that were just, you know, complete butt whoopings, and we got to get one back there, so it'll be another fun test. Watch Countdown to kick off with Brian, David, Lauren, Spencer, Dave, Blaine at uh, 2.30 Eastern Time, 11.30 a.m. Pacific on BYU TV. Taysom Hill may or may not be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints this weekend as they travel to face Ziggy Ansah and Jerem Seahawks. Yeah, let's go. Saints head coach Sean Payton has yet to announce if Hill or Teddy Bridgewater will start on Sunday, which means I'm assuming it's going to be Taysom I assume that it will be Teddy Bridgewater, but it doesn't matter who starts. It matters who finishes. That is true. Yeah. Right. Number seven, women's soccer. How about this? Beat number 14, Kansas, 2-0 on the road with goals from Elise Flake and this one from Michaela Coulihan. 
off a KU head into the path of Michaela Coulihan. Nice work by Michaela to get to 20 yards. Shot and goal! Michaela Coulihan with a rocket from outside the box. Keeper dives to her right. Can't do a thing about it. 2-0 BYU. I wish Greg got a little excited uh, sometimes. <laughs> Great win for BYU on the road against Kansas. That looks like one of the few real tests left for BYU on the schedule. This team is 7-0. Undefeated start to the season. They are really good. BYU plays at Kansas State tomorrow, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN+. Let's go. After a 3-1 win over number 18th ranked Utah, BYU women's volleyball has now won 9 of the last 10 games against their rivals. Talent gap! Give it up for beating your rivals. Yeah! Will it ever be competitive again? The number 12 ranked Cougars look to continue their momentum as they travel to take on number 2 Stamper on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. Let's go. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. If you like the tough schedules, you are loving the first four for BYU. I've, I've enjoyed these because BYU's won two of three. It's, yeah, everything is better when you win. Everything is better when you win. BYU in uh, 22nd-ranked Washington tomorrow. Obviously, there are three sides of the ball, but we're going to talk offense, defense. Brian, which side, offense or defense, needs to play better for BYU to beat the Huskies? Defense, man. Defense. Wins. Oh, the former corner picks defense, defense. wins champion, championships. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty clear when you look at the data so far that we have for this season. When BYU is, you know, positive in the turnover uh, margins, they are winning games, right? And it's pretty an obvious, a duh. But when you play against a team like Washington that – you know, is is stacked. They can score. Um, they have tons of different athletes and weapons that they can go to. Go to. You want to limit their possessions, and not only when you do you want to limit the possessions. Um, you know, being able to to take them away and then give the ball to your offense uh, in a short field where, again, same type of challenges happen on the other side. Right. Still have athletes, um, guys that can make plays and. You know, when, when you look at the defense, and uh, this Washington defense, very stout. Not, they don't give up a lot of big plays, and we, and we talked about this, right? Um, and so being able to uh, drive the ball 80-plus yards, you know, being perfect is not, is not going to be, you know, tough. It's not going to be easy against this defense. So the defense, man, I got to give it to the defense. Okay, I say defense as well. I, I think uh, you hit the uh, nail on the head. Creating turnovers has been the key to BYU winning. BYU's obviously on offense had to make plays. Zach Wilson still has to throw that ball to Dax Milne and Gunnar Romney and run in, right? But creating turnovers has been the key to win. BYU is plus one at Tennessee. And it's not just that BYU created turnovers, because if you get the ball at your own one, you're probably still going to punt that ball. Yes. You prevented that score. But BYU's put up 17 points off turnovers in the last two games because three different uh, turnovers of the four, the fourth being one that ended the game, resulted in short fields that BYU took advantage of. Guess what? That's what Utah does. Utah creates short fields or just scores on that play. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm with you. In a 2013 football study hall, the study uh, determined average turnover margins, what those meant for regular season wins. So if you are a, a team that turns it over as much, take away as much as you give it away, you're about a six win team, uh, six to seven wins. 0.7 better per game, eight wins. 1.1, nine wins. So if BYU can be plus one on average yeah. per game, they're going to win nine games this year uh, on average, right? And plus two in a game typically yields a 90% win chance. BYU was plus three last week. It took two 
uh, short fields just to stay in the game with right, USC initially. Exactly. And that's like the three, like when the three point line was created, it was like, oh, that can be the great equalizer yep. in the game. Yep. Turnovers in football are a big, big deal. Well, you know, that was our goal, right, as a team, not just offensive or defensive, but a team goal when I played with Bronco was B plus one. And B plus and one, B plus sure. one, yeah. very easy. And BYU hasn't simple. turned it over at all the last two games. Yep. How about that? That makes it. That makes life a lot easier for defensive players. We appreciate that. Uh, topic two: Which quarterback needs to have a better game to lead their team in a win? Zach I, Wilson or Jacob Eason? I think it's Washington's Jacob Eason. Uh, in the two wins, he goes. Uh, 349, four touchdowns against Eastern Washington. Against Hawaii, he goes 262, three touchdowns against Hawaii. He was 72% or better in both of those games. The one loss is to a good Cal defense, you could argue great, where he only threw for 162 yards, didn't have any touchdown passes, and threw 18 of 30 for 60%. Cal drove down and kicked a field goal with eight seconds left to beat Washington. If the BYU defense can prevent Jacob Eason from getting going, and last year, BYU did not, obviously, losing 35-7. Uh, Jake Browning was 23 of 25 last year against BYU. Always. If the BYU, Always if, happens to us. If the BYU defense can do what they've done the first three games on defense, because the offense gave up two pick sixes, I thought the defense was pretty good. Zach Moss ran for a lot of yards, but it, it was hard once the margin was, you know, 23-3 to yeah. three or whatever. I think it's Jacob Eason. I think Jacob Eason's got to beat BYU. I, Zach Wilson hasn't been amazing right the the first couple of ge- last couple of games he's had his moments to throw to simon yeah. the run the throw to romney and milne he's thrown two touchdown passes and two picks in three games it's not like zach wilson is uh, stuffing the stats but he's made the amount of plays to win when BYU needed it yeah he, he's he's done his job when you know when his number is called and that's all you can ask for for a quarterback and i think a little bit of last year just with him transitioning in and just the swag and, you know, all the hype around him, we, we probably felt like he was exceeding expectations because of how things were going. And and we kind of, in my opinion, kind of felt like, you know, he was taking a lot of the team on his back and, come on, let's, let, let's go, let's go, let's, you know, hop on me. I don't think he has to do that this year. I think, you know. Eventually, maybe. May, maybe. But not these first four. It's got to be a team he, he, situation. It has to be a team, a team win, team effort. Um, I think Jeff Grimes has done a really good job with play calling as well, doing a little bit of razzle-dazzle here and there. It's fun, right? It, Last week was fun. It's, it's fun, man. And, and you can do that when you get turnovers, right? Because as a defensive player, the worst feeling is the, in the world is when you're getting stretched by a trainer or you're trying to get some pickle juice or whatever the case is. Maybe you, maybe you turn into the fans and you're like, hey, after the game, What's up? You know, trying to get a girl's number, whatever the case is. And then you hear pick helmet, helmet. Where's my helmet at? You're scrambling, and then you get to the field. Your mouthpiece, you've got your mouthpiece. Don't even know where your mouthpiece is at. Chin strap's not on, and then what happens? Snap of the ball. Long play, touchdown, score. That's what happens. And that's why, you know, Jeff Grimes has done a good job. Once they, they there has been turnovers, got to go ahead and take a shot. There's been some creative play calling that's been really fun. Some balance, more Tyson win. It's been great. Topic three. Let's play out both scenarios tomorrow, Brian. What if BYU wins and what if BYU loses? Well, first and foremost, if they win, Uncle B and Auntie B said that they're going to the club with us. (laughs) (laughs) Spencer going to jump around like he did last week? Uh, Yeah, Spencer. Yep, 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 definitely. Um, But, you know, if, if they win, I think 
this does a lot more than just confidence. I think this actually is, is confirmation, right? Mm. And the first four games of every football season, you can't really identify who a team is or what they're going to be, you know, as a whole, right? I mean, Utah could lose the rest of their games. We don't really know. And so... USC tonight, by the way. And 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 if... if uh, Well, I'd say after the, after the, the four weeks, right... Um, you really start to, to know their identity, regardless of the other teams or where the case is. You can say, okay, I know who this team is. I, I can confirm that these guys are legit. And I think the, the, the confirmation, the confidence continues to ride. And I think you start to look – you've got to think about a magical season, right? If BYU is uh, 3-1, the conversation begins. Yes. In fact, I think there's going to be – if BYU wins, I think there's some near six talk. Some dark horse New Year's Six talk. There has to if BYU wins. There has to be. There, there has to be, man. And, and I, I still think it'd be early if BYU survives the first eight and they have one loss. Now we're now it's legit. Well, well, and think about this. Think about this, right? Tennessee. It's like, well, Tennessee got whooped by some boo boo, you know, Magoo school, eight. right? Yep. And then it's and then you have at USC, you beat SC, and you go, well, but look at what Stanford did. So, so there's all these, you know, question marks, which is why I always say after the first four or five games, you you really know, but. When you if you if they beat Washington, there that's all removed. It's all removed. This is it's confirmed. This is a legit team that can contend. And your only loss would be to a top ten team in Utah, but if Utah right, continues exactly. to do this, right? If BYU wins, and they were plus two in turnover margin, at least plus two. Cal was plus two. That, that that's how they were able to survive against Washington. Um, Cal outrushed and outpassed Washington on offense. I think BYU will probably need a similar uh, um, game plan, right? So what happens if they lose? If BYU loses, then uh, I'm still happy. We wanted <laughs> we wanted two out of the first four. We didn't want three out of the first four. We didn't want four. That was probably weren't realistic. Yeah. Two out of the first four would be a tremendous result. And remember, BYU is this close to being 0-3. I am really happy that BYU got two overtime wins in a row against Tennessee, which was miraculous. Let's be honest. 14 seconds left. You're throwing the ball. What if we were 0-3 right now? 15. What would you, what would you do? It'd be tough, right? I would probably be pounding the schedule is too hard thing, right? Yeah. And if BYU survives and goes 2-2, two and two, fantastic, right? You move on. You continue. Can you get 3 or 4 and be uh, you know, in a good spot going into November uh, where you have three games to win, probably four there? Uh, but if BYU wins, it's gonna get crazy. My, my if thing. BYU wins, it's gonna get blue goggled crazy. Look, man, we're going to the club. BYU's gonna to, be in the top twenty. New Year's Six talk starts. It's gonna be nuts. We're going to Baskin Robbins. I'm about to get. That sounds. Chocolate. Yeah, that's that's a crazy night in Provo, Brian. Baskin Robbins. Yes, getting chocolate wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Our question of the day: Will BYU's offense or defense have more of an impact if they are to beat Washington? Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is. The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At the Shakespeare on Twitter. I like it. Is this your burner account? Nah, nah. Offense. Washington hasn't given up more than 35 points since 2014. It's 59 games in a row. They've also won a lot of games in that time. You can't win if you don't score points. Does BYU need to put up points against Washington to win, you think? No. you. Cal needed 20. You can win if the other team doesn't score points. Right. I think defense wins championships. I think, like you said... But I think the offense has got to win the game unless the defense scored. Luckily, it's a combo, right? Maybe it's Jake Goldroyd's leg. Well, We've disregarded the special teams in this. Well, I, mean, I think the, every special teamer is annoyed that we didn't include that side of the ball. Well, if the defense gives short fields and opportunities to the offense to score, then I pretty much give that score to the defense. To the defense, okay. Yeah. At the weak sauce on Twitter. Offense, 
The defense is facing some injuries. Depth will be tested. This is true, especially with the linebackers. Offense needs to step up and have its best game yet if BYU wants to win. The return of MLP should help open up things more. Hopefully BYU's tight ends can get going. Matt Bushman only had one catch last week, but BYU spread the ball around. Had short fields, like you mentioned. Zach Wilson made a lot of plays with his arms and legs. The offense could also help out the defense by extending drives and not going three and out as well. Right. And that was pretty Give good last week. some rest, yeah. yeah. That, that all helps out. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Coming up, Ty Detmer returns to Lavelle Edwards Stadium tomorrow. But first he returns to BYUSA. And Derwin Gray is in studio. How did he play with a broken wrist in the Miami game? And much, much more. Does he still fit in his jersey? This is BYU Sports Nation. Got the ring to show it. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get ready for BYU in Washington on Saturday with Countdown to Kickoff. You can join Spencer, David, Uncle Dave, Uncle B, Lauren, and myself as the Cougars prepare to host the 22nd-ranked Huskies. Coverage begins at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific on BYU TV. It's Uncle Dave, too? Yes, Uncle Dave, yeah. You're just pointing out their age by calling them uncles? Nah, nah, well, I, I mean... They are influential men in my life and started when they taught me how to tie a tie. <laughs> That's the <laughs> real thing, right? Really agree with me. Yeah. Tr- yeah. Trust me, yeah. With my single mom that didn't know how, my uncle taught so, me when I was 12, yeah. and I was like, somebody has to and teach I, me. I was yeah. raised by a single mother as well. And I'm, David Nixon, no, no it, was, no, it was Jan. Jan was still with us. He was making fun of me, and he was like, you don't know how to tie a tie? You, don't, you didn't go on a mission? Oh, oh no, you're not. Yeah, oh, yes. not everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah. It's all good, man. Our next guest, we're very excited to have him on. We've had him on the phone a bunch, but he is a man who broke his wrist but still played in BYU's best win ever against Miami, a guy who still fits in his jersey, apparently, without pads. <laughs> and he's one of the all-time interception leaders in BYU history, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Derwin Gray and Kai Nakua are tied for fourth all-time with 14 picks his name is Derwin Gray, and he is in studio. Dewey, Derwin, it's great to have you in studio. Man. Thank you. It's good to uh, it's good to be back home. You know, when you get older, uh, I actually appreciate BYU more now in experiences. And so, man, I'm 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 super. I haven't been this this ha- this happy in a long time. Does it have to do with the back to back overtime wins? Does that help? <laughs> well, that that definitely helps. And, and so you you know, kind of like like when I look at games now. Um, winning and losing isn't the most important thing, but how you play is the most important thing. And so when you play with passion and unrelenting effort and a sense of belief that you can feel, I could care less about the score. Now, I like to win. I like to win at everything. But I think what's most important is how you go about what you go about and the way this team is able to harness this energy and this passion and this effort, that's what excites me. And so I think the byproduct is them being able to win. But the secret sauce is it seems like this uncommon belief, uncommon enthusiasm, and uncommon effort. Do you, do you think that having the win against Tennessee in overtime, how they did that, increased the level of, of passion? Because I almost feel like BYU has been, especially Independence, you know, under Kalani, BYU has been in those situations before – and doesn't go the you know the right way, and then the rest of the season, like like you say, complete opposite of, yeah. of passion. Yeah. So so football, just like life, is about momentum, and so you build off of experiences. And so one of the reasons why I came to BYU way back in the day is because when I was a kid, I would watch Robbie Bosco. I was like, who's this Bosco dude? And somehow BYU would win. 
And so I'm seeing some of that old school magic in these in these kids that transcends talent. Like uh, I like to look at re- recruiting stuff, and I guess Milne, number eighty two, Dex Milne, yeah, like yeah, like he caught a pass on a four star. Yeah. So like that transcends talent is when you believe and everybody believes there's this uh, tangible energy that you can feel, and so um, that's what I'm excited about. We're excited to have you back. Uh, you're going to run out of flag tomorrow. With a I couple am. of uh, notable guys, Mo Elowinibi, yep. who won the Outland. Ty I played, Denver, we're I played have with on Mo. the next segment. Yeah. yeah. What an yeah. era, right? Um, oh, with, man. with those guys. It was nice. You, you, it was <laughs> nice. It was nice. Man, we were some bad boys. <laughs> hey, we used to, hey, um, you, you know, um, so Steve Smith, who played for the pa- the Panthers in that school up north, you know, he talks about, yeah, Utah. I'm like, dude, my freshman year, we we're up on y'all 49 nothing. We scored 70. Like, y'all wasn't even a rivalry. <laughs> oh, oh, man, we had 49 on them at halftime. Like, Coach Edwards felt bad for him. He put in, like, people in the stands to play. <laughs> this, is all, this is all new to me. I didn't oh, know, bruh, I didn't hey, know we could score 70. Bruh, hey, oh, we used to beat them so bad. It was ridiculous. Like, it wasn't even a rivalry. It was unfair for a while there. Yeah. Is, I, was, I was on the last team that beat Utah in 09. That's what's so, up. That's what's I, you up. Know, I, I, I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah. yeah That'll end soon enough. Yeah, yeah it will. Yeah, it will. Yeah. It will. Uh, you tweeted out a photo of uh, you and your jersey. Yes. Let's talk about that. Well, so, yeah. So, when I was here, when when I wore that jersey, I was like 187. I'm like 260 now. So, life has been good. My wife's been feeding me good. You know, so what I like to say is I'm pleasantly thick at this particular juncture. Yes. And so, I put the jersey on, and it was tighter without pads than it was when I had it on with pads. Yeah. But I've grown in my capacities since then. Not only intellectually, but in my flesh. I like to call it physical maturity. Physical. I like that. That's good. That's good yeah, like I'm a lot more mature yeah. these days. Then there's just yeah. more of me for my wife to love. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Exactly. You, you can take that one, too. Yeah. Branded yourself. Don't Branded. Even done. Yep. Done. <laughs> now, how old are you? I'm 31. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. about... You got about six more years of abs. <laughs> he has abs. He's, oh, I can, I can tell. Like, you can I, can, see, you can see I can already tell. That's, that's the way I used to look. That's a, oh, dude, now that's serious. Now, I used to look like that, but something your metabolism slows down. You start getting kids, and then at night you stress eat with ice cream. So... And they, it, they, it just they happens. They, they make fun of me all the time because they, they say how I eat is going to catch up with me. I always have... I've never said bro, that, that's Fruit snack. I always have fruit snacks, gushers, just yeah. gummy so, worms. So, hey, man, let me, let me tell you. I was there. So I was looking through a scrapbook, and from, like, 93, one of the things in the paper was Derwin's gray sculpted chest should be a, a statue in the Joseph Smith field, field, Fieldhouse. I'm, I'm, no, seriously, I got, I got the proof. Like, I'm, I'm the, like, this is your future. Pleasantly thick. This is it. Okay. It's it. It's it's good, man. It's good. It's a it's a wonderful life. Okay. Let's let's talk about what you've been up to post BYU, an accomplished career, and you've talked a lot about it. But like, hey, I would have never thought I'd I'd be here. Oh God. What did BYU do for you, and and I guess help you accomplish? (laughs) Well, the first thing is, in 1989, Coach Edwards came down to my high school at Converse Judson, right outside of San Antonio. I hadn't passed my ACT yet, and we had a conversation, and he says, "I believe in you." And I believe you're going to pass this test. And it took me three tries to get 16. And in each of the tests, I never scored 16, but they combined the scores and various parts of it for me to get get, get it on the last try. So that let me know once 
that moment let me know that he cared about me, not just as a player, but as a person. And so I came to BYU as a compulsive stutterer. Uh, I mean, straight out the hood. And um, I left here married, left here um, going from a kid that was slightly recruited to having a phenomenal career. By the way, I didn't know I was as good as I was when I was here. Yeah, you, are you, you know you're the only DB or the last DB drafted. To get drafted, yeah. 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 the last DB yeah. to be yeah, drafted. Yeah, man. Like, so, so, like, when I watched my film, I was like, I had no idea I was that good. <laughs> and, and, and so, um, you know, had a phenomenal career. But, but the relationships, you know, Coach Edwards and Patty, uh, his wife, they sent my wife and I Christmas cards every year since 1993. And she sent one last year. Mm -hmm. And so at BYU, um, I learned um, so much about life. Um, I came here as a kid who really didn't care about school. And now I got like two doctorates. Um, I've written four books. I'm writing five uh, books, five and six. I'm a pastor. I speak around the world. I mean, I was a compulsive stutterer here. I mean, a stutterer. So if somebody would have told me, you know, Hey, uh, after you're done with your career, you would be a pastor. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what a pastor is. I ain't even got a Bible. Like, you know, I, I didn't have a Bible. And so uh, BYU's been really, really good to me, and that's why I'm loyal and bleed blue because it's more than just what happened on the field. It's the relationships that I still have, you know, uh, with with Tony Crutchfield and Irvin Lee and, and Ty. and uh, I mean, Ty and I used to go fishing, like, all the time. You know, both San Antonio boys, and we'd go find somewhere to fish. And so I'm just appreciative of men like Dick Felt, who who coached me. Tom Homo, he used to let me wear his Super Bowl ring. And I'd be like, oh, man. He goes, you know what? One of these days you may have one if you work hard. Mm. And so, so many great experiences. And, and when you're young, you can't really fully grasp it. But when you look back, it actually gives you energy in the present because you go, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Is it a WAC championship ring? Oh, yeah. Was? Yep, yep. I got I got four of these WAC championship rings. I gave three of them away, and I kept one. And so I wear this often because it's more than just the wins. You know, it's a, a Lima Fatissimanu my sophomore year in the middle of the Washington State game. He looks at me and goes, man, you're a leader. You know, it, he's it's, on the staff now. He's I know. Like, yeah. I know. And um, so, like, it's more than that. It's, it's – um, it's the relationships. It's the lessons you learned. Um, it's just the experiences of growing up. So I feel like I've come home. And and, and what would you? So you know, you and I are, are similar. Um, you know, black, not LDS. And I have a you know, I had a similar experience. Um, still here, obviously. You know, from the Bay Area. And I I try as much as I can to tell you know kids from back home or when kids are are being recruited, um, just all the, the the blessings and all the great things I got from it. And how mature I've become, but there's always, you know, obviously yeah. just some of those questions that they're a little bit nervous or concerned with. What would you say to them, um, you know, as they're going through, you know, maybe some of the, the concerns or challenges? Of yeah, the yeah, yeah. So, so let's just pretend that I was a coach on staff, and uh, he was a player, like he's your son and you're the mom. I wouldn't even talk to him. I would come directly to mom and I would say, mom, let me tell you about the opportunities that BYU will help your son not only be a great football player, but get a world-class education. But there are moral frameworks that are going to help him be the man that you would want your daughter to marry. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's not just about making it to the NFL because the NFL stands for not for long, but who are you after that? And so here at BYU, there is a moral framework that will help you achieve your goals, not just on the field, not just in the classroom, but also to be the kind of man that you would be proud of in your son. And you got great football tradition, you got world-class facilities, and you got world-class people. This is a great opportunity. Dude, why are you recruiting backup kickers? Hey, this is hey, the real question. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. We're no longer, we're no longer calling the honor code the honor code. We're saying it's a moral framework. Yeah. Moral, the moral framework. Yeah, it is a, it is, you know, and so even as a evangelical pastor from a moral perspective, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want their children to live that type of life? Like I'm in the process of writing a book on happiness. And here's the thing. Happiness isn't good things happening to you. It's becoming good. Yeah. Mm hmm. Happiness you can't is, control what happens yeah. to you. you no, you, you can't. You, you can only do, control right? what you can control. Yeah. But our culture says happiness is this external thing, when in reality, happiness is an internal transformation as a good God makes you a good person in this world. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think we talk sports in here somewhere, but I don't really care. How much. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all good. Well, it's great to have you back on campus. Excited for you to run out that flag tomorrow. And uh, do you mind signing our flag over here? Yeah, I would, right? uh, I would love to sign your flag. And I'm just letting you all know now that when I run out that flag, I'm coming out the gate. I might, <laughs> I might, listen, li- 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 listen, I'm stretching. Are you, I mean, you, are you wearing sweats? Like, man, you, I, listen, yeah. listen, I'm wearing sweats. You got cleats? Get cleats. Hey, I'm, oh, cleats and a sweet towel. I'm a, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a defensive back. You know, I'm going to have a sweet rag and don't let me find some eye black. Oh, because I'm putting on, listen, listen, if I pull the right hamstring, I'm still going. <laughs> when I pull the left hamstring, I'm still going. And then I'm just going to dive like I'm reaching for the pylon. And if I I get trampled by the team, it's worth it. I'm going in. Let's hope this doesn't happen. Y'all want want me to sign sign this? Yeah, right now it would be great. Okay. Derwin Gray. Oh, man. That was awesome. That was awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Coming up, I will dominate both Spencer and Jerem in going for two. I hope so. I just want to dominate Spencer. I don't really care about you. (laughs) And the Heisman Trophy winner and former teammate of Derwin Gray, Ty Detmer, makes his return to BYU Sports Nation after the break. Listen to Cougar pregame live Saturday as Ben Bagley, Riley Nelson, Mitch Jurgens, and my favorite Canadian, Greg Rebell, all get you ready for BYU to host the 22nd ranked Washington Huskies on BYU Radio and the app. Coverage begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern and 10.30 a.m. Pacific on BYU Radio. Oh, what a conversation we just had with uh, the pastor, the doctor, the author, the NFL draft pick, Derwin Gray. Great, man. He's a great dude. Great dude. One of the best dudes that have ever come out of this program. Fantastic stuff. Welcome back. I'm Jerem Jordan. He's Brian Logan. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our next guest is the last non-Power 5 winner of the Heisman Trophy. A man I've tried to impersonate, and he's back on BYU Sports Nation today. He is Ty Detmer on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Ty, it's great to talk to you. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Appreciate it. Good to be on with you. How do we know this is not me recording this (laughs) earlier? We don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to run out the flag this weekend, and it's a very exciting situation. It's going to be great to have you back on campus. Um, What have the last, I guess, year and a half, two years been like for you as now you return to BYU? Well, it's been good. uh, We moved to Arizona, living down in Gilbert, and uh, we've uh, enjoyed the 
the winters down here, summers are a little warm, but um, been able to spend a little more time at the ranch and uh, got a grandson that's 11 months old. So been able to spend spend more time with the family and, and uh, just kind of catch our breath here and, and uh, see what's next. So, Ty, we just had, uh, you know, Dewey on. I'm not sure if you heard the, the conversation, but, you know, as DBs are, um, we always love to go a little bit extra and in, in, in above and beyond with swag. And he said he was going to wear cleats. He was going to try to run a 4-4. <laughs> Do you have anything like that planned and scheduled when you run out uh, the flag to kind of compete uh, with that type of swag? I'm just glad uh, Mo Elowanibi will be there so that I'll have somebody to run with. So, uh, I'll probably be in my jeans and boots, and we'll nice little slow home run trot. It'll probably be my more my speed. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Um, and the the three of you were teammates, and there were some incredible teams, namely the '90 team. I mean, that's a team that's obviously beats Miami and you in the Heisman. I think people forget you're in the top ten for nine weeks that year. That was just such a special season. What do you remember about that year in particular um, that made it so special? Well, we had a, a good group coming back from the year before, so we had a lot of experience, uh, a lot of guys that had uh, played together for several years, and uh, the camaraderie we had with each other, uh, I think, you know, that's what, teams are made of you know the, the good teams anyway the, the guys that have been there together battled through you know situations and finally you kind of get to a year where everything's right you know and, and the guys have been there and stayed healthy and and uh it was a lot of fun you know we had obviously beat miami um early in the year and kind of set the stage for the rest of the season and and but more than anything just the the camaraderie we had as as a team and the confidence you went out with every week. People forget the next week you play Washington State, and there's some massive – you're trailing in, in the second half or something by some large margin to make, like, this epic comeback. Can you remind me and everyone else kind of what that game was like as you needed a, an incredible comeback to beat uh, Wazoo the next week? Yeah, that was actually I, – I felt like a bigger win because, you know, you, you have the letdown coming off the Miami win and – you start thinking you're really good. And then uh, you got Washington State coming in that had some firepower on offense. And uh, and so, you know, we get in that game and we're doing everything wrong. I think I had a pick six early and, and uh, just, I mean, everything's going their way and we can't do anything right. And then and then they come out and Lavelle kind of got into us at halftime a little bit. And, and uh, we went out and defense started getting stops and we started – scoring some touchdowns and it just I mean the momentum totally flipped from one half to the other and and uh that was a big win for us I felt like because you know that kind of woke us up and then we kind of went on a roll there for for a few weeks after that Ty um you know you talked about having just the relationships and uh just the team chemistry that that really helped you guys push through those moments and you know I've kind of noticed that this year compared to last and a couple other years with, with BYU um, and really being able to push through the second, you know, or two overtimes uh, with Tennessee and then overtime last week with, with USC. Um, you know, what have you, your thoughts been on this BYU team being able to battle through adversity? Well, they've shown a, a lot of poise the last couple of weeks, I think, uh, hanging in there and, and coming from behind and then, uh, you know, just, just hanging in the game when, when maybe uh, – 
you know, when the team was younger, they, they've got guys now with some experience and, and have been in there playing for, you know, a couple years together now. Um, so some of that experience and taking your lumps when you're freshmen and sophomores is starting to show, show itself now. You know, they're, they're hanging in there. They're, they're more mature, got a little more confidence, and, and uh, I've just really shown a lot of poise at the end of games to, to not allow maybe a negative situation compound itself you know they've they've taken those things and and got past them and and went on to win the game so um it it shows now that the confidence they have and I, I think it's you know a team that never feels like they're out of it but they can always be in the game and and always have a chance to win at the end talking with ty detmer on BYU sports nation ty certainly the way it ended with BYU wasn't what you wanted hopefully you could have had a long stretch there as the offensive coordinator uh but what What's it like to come back, and what's your relationship like with BYU right now? Well, I'm excited to be back. Uh, you know, see see the coaches. You know, you spend a lot of time with guys, uh, especially in the coaching profession, and and form those friendships. And so, you know, we've we've stayed in touch over the last year, and uh, either through text or phone calls or whatever. And uh, you know, so looking forward to to getting back and and uh, being a part of the celebration on Saturday and seeing Derwin and, and Mo and Jason Buck and, and uh, getting to spend a little time, share some stories with them. And so, you know, I've, I've always had a good relationship with BYU. It'll always be a special place for me. And, and uh, I'm excited to, to be back and be a part of it. Ty, let's, let's talk about Zach Wilson and, and quarterback play. Um, what have your, your thoughts been on Zach so far this season? Zach's playing great. You know, I think he's gotten better each week. Um, you know, re- rehabbing a, an injury and missing spring ball. Um, I think it shows. You know, it kind of it takes him takes you a little bit to get back into to playing mode. And uh, I know the expectations were <laughs> through the roof for him coming in, which probably not fair to him with just uh, just having six six or seven starts under his belt. But um, you know, he's done a great job of, of making plays on his own and, and using his legs to either buy time or to go get a first down himself. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's a big attribute that he has that he can, he can take it and, and go do something if the play's not there. And so uh, I think he's played really well and he's kept his team in it. And, and uh, you know, the, the Utah game was obviously a rough start, but um, he's really done a great job of just – going back to work and putting his head down and, and hanging in there and and uh, made a lot of plays the last couple of games to, to help him win the game. One fun thing with uh, chatting with former players is hearing stories and, and things we didn't know in certain situations, right? So last week, BYU has a uh, field storm after the game, obviously after the Miami game. All 120,000 people who claimed they were there uh, <laughs> were on the field. <laughs> Right. What what happened in that field storm for you? Did you have your helmet on? Did did you get banged up at all? Did you crowd surf? What was that like? So I uh, I probably I think I did have my helmet on, and uh, and my biggest concern was, man, I'm going to get stuck out on the field and not get back to the locker room to hear Lavelle's, you know, post game speech. And so I better I better hurry and get in there. So I kind of fought my way to the railing there behind the bench and shimmied down the railing and I get up and I, I get up into the tunnel and I run in the locker room and all excited and 
I was the only one in there. And so, <laughs> it's like you can't go fight your way back, you know. It's like <laughs> that, that looked weird, like coming from the outside in, you know. So. I sat in there probably for five minutes all by myself. Like, you know, I probably could have stayed on the field a little longer, and Lavelle probably wouldn't have been mad. So it's like, <laughs> I come in late. So, um, that was, yeah, that was my post game celebration was trying to get in there so Lavelle wouldn't be mad at me for being late to his post game speech. <laughs> I'm, did, did I'm you, trying so hard not to, not to laugh. My cheeks hurt so bad. Did you, did you come back oh, out? Man. Did people start coming in? What happened? No, and people started filing in, but it was like one at a time, you know. It wasn't like <laughs> the whole group. Like, what are you doing here? So then I'm like, hey, I, I was the welcoming committee as people came in, just kind of high fiving everybody one at a time. So it was uh, it was pretty funny, but you know, you look back like, yeah, I probably could have celebrated that one a little more with the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more of the story. Stay on the field. It's all good. Uh, let's finish with this. Yeah. Taysom Hill could get to start. If he doesn't get to start, he probably will at some point in the next couple of weeks with the Saints. Uh, what do you think of his opportunity with New Orleans, with Drew Brees out with an injury? Well, I think it's, you know, he's got a great opportunity. To, to I don't know if they'll have, you know, kind of QB1A, QB1B and, and rotate them or have some packages for Taysom uh, more so than they did when Drew was even in there. Um, or what that'll look like. But, you know, I, I know for him, this is uh, his ultimate goal is to be the starting quarterback in the NFL. And at, I know he's fine being the Swiss Army knife, but at the same time, he wants to be the guy and prove that he can. So this would be a great opportunity for him if he does get some time to, to do that. Um, you know, I was a little worried last week when he was playing a lot of receiver at the end of the game for Bridgewater. And I'm like, man, you know, are they planning on using him next week? Cause they're throwing him a few balls here. And what if he gets hurt now? What, you know, so uh, I'm sure they've got a plan in place to uh, get him the ball and, and uh, have him be a part of it. I, I would think, you know, they, they would have more, more packages for him, more opportunities for him to, to play quarterback and not so much maybe some of the other positions. So I know he's valuable to him on, to him on special teams and those things, but it might be time to just have him focus on quarterback a little bit and, and uh, be a great opportunity. Well, Ty, it was great to catch up. That was an amazing story. We're Best really excited to have you back in town and run out the flag. We'll hear from you again tomorrow on Countdown to kick off with uh, Dave and Blaine there. But thanks for the time, and it was great to catch up. You bet. Good talking to you guys, too. Okay, thanks. That was Ty Detmer on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I want to mention, so BYU beats Miami. They're down 29-7 in the second quarter as the fifth-ranked team in the country. And then BYU wins the game 50-36. to 36. Crazy. <laughs> and he's all alone in the locker room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's amazing. Definitely, that's like the top, that's top three so stories, like crowdstorming yeah. stories. Amazing. I've, I've I knew we'd get something interesting I've there. And Ty delivered. Get in there and it's crickets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, a full slate of Cougars in NFL games this weekend. We'll tell you who is playing in the whip. And will I be by myself at the top of the leaderboard and going for two? Our picks for the Washington game are on deck. This is BYU Sports Nation. He's by himself. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy Jordan and Brian Logan, great to have you. Great show so far. Derwin Gray, Ty Detmer, great stories, great energy. Love it. They're going to be running out the flag tomorrow. So many LOLs. Awesome. Let's get to our going for two picks. Can you predict the future? Yep. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. It's presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Brian, what are Spencer's picks? Uh, pick one for Spencer. First team to 20 wins. Uh, okay. Pick number two is Zach Wilson will complete 64% of his passes or more. UW's giving up 58% so far this season. Okay, my two picks. One, BYU will score in the first quarter. Doesn't sound crazy, right? UW's outscoring its opponents 42 to nothing in the first quarter. Okay. Second pick, Washington will win the turnover battle. I think they're just too opportunistic. I think they will win this. I hope BYU does. But I think Washington's <laughs> going to win the turnover battle. What are your picks, Brian? Uh, you get some picks. Pick number one is BYU will hold uh, Washington to under 24 points. Ooh. They're averaging 39 right now, but BYU is holding opponents to 23 okay. points. Um, defense always wins at the very end of the day. Uh, pick number two, BYU will have more passing yards than Washington. Ooh, that's aggressive. I like that one. Very aggressive. You always bring it. Ben actually said if I get that one right, I get times two. That's fine with me. Per three, the next three weeks. Per what? Yeah. I don't understand. Just Uh, multiply it. So every every three weeks, I get two points multiplied to whatever I get here. That's great for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I lead Spencer five to one, and Brian has zero points so far because he hasn't guessed. Coming up is Dancing Like Kalani, a new trend at BYU. Apparently. And BYU takes care of business in multiple sports against ranked teams on the road. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Thanks for our guest lineup today. What a show. It's like an early 1990s show. Derwin Gray and Ty Dittler. The show is on demand via podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU host number 22, Washington. The Cougars' third-ranked Pac-12 opponent at home this season. Show up. Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill and the Saints play my Seahawks in Seattle Sunday. He will be one of two quarterbacks used, apparently, for the Saints, with Drew Brees out for six weeks. Former BYU corner Michael Davis and the Chargers take on the Texans. Your boy Jamal Williams and the Packers play the Broncos. Also, Fred Warner and the 49ers play the Ben Roethlisberger-less Steelers. Daniel Swanson, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs play the Ravens on Sunday. Sione Takitaki and the Browns take on the Rams. And Bronson Kafusi and Harvey Longy of the Jets play Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots. Soccer. Number seven, women's soccer beat. Number 14, Kansas, 2-0. to zero. Oh. And face Kansas State tomorrow. BYU men's soccer hosts Weber State tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern at Southfield. Volleyball. BYU won its ninth in ten matches against Utah in four sets. Ugh, will it ever be competitive again? Yep. Now BYU plays number two Stanford on the farm tomorrow in California. Golf. Naomi Soifu of women's golf shot a career low 64 uh, under eight in uh, WSU Cougar Cup final round to finish tied for 16th. Soifua and teammate Alicia May Mateo were selected to the WCC All-Prison team. The team was picked to finish second by the WCC coaches. And men's golfers Peter Quest and Rhett Rasmussen are selected as WCC preseason first teamers. And the men's team picked to finish second by the coach. Tennis. The dudes 
opens their fall season at the Wildcat Invitational in Tucson, Arizona this weekend. That reminded me of Good Booger. I'm a dude. He's a dude. <laughs> She's a dude. The dudes. Because we're all dudes. Swimming and diving. The season begins today at Utah in the BYU-Utah Relays. Let's get to today's rise and shout-outs. First off, uh, mine goes to women's soccer and women's volleyball, both ranked highly, top 12 in each, 7 and, and 12 for soccer volleyball. And they go and beat ranked teams on the road. That's hard to do. Number 14, Kansas in soccer. Number 18, Utah in volleyball. And uh, apparently, dance like Kalani's the thing. Uh, the women's volleyball team asked Heather Olmstead to do this. So after the match in the locker room, here comes, comes Heather Olmstead. She says no, and then she kind of hey, bounces around. Go, hey, go, hey, go, yeah. Go, it was good. Go, it was pretty go. good. It was pretty good. I, I liked it. it. The I celebration. Like it. You got to dance. You can't, you can't just hey, not. Hey, celebrate the wins, you know? Can't de- you can't deny. For me, it's, it's got to be uh, during way, man. It just, um, you know, I, I love everything about his passion uh, for the school. Um, obviously, we're, you know, very similar, uh, black, not LDS. But, um, man, I, I just love the message, right? And I love how uh, he, he frames BYU to, to really set kids up uh, to, you know, have success in life. And that's really what, it, what it's about because we all, like you said, we all don't go to NFL. And not everybody is yes. six foot three and 210 pounds. Exactly. Right? Four, three. So. And this place has its quirks, no doubt. But is it, it is a very special place for a lot of different types of people. And you two are evidence of that, I, right? I, man, Not everyone I don't know. is the same story, same background, but that's what makes it special. If, if, I, did, if, if I didn't even stay here, let's say I, I came, graduated, and went back home, I wouldn't be half of where I'm at or half the man I, I'm at, I am right now if I, if I wasn't still here in this area. That's why I tell people all the time, I'm not going, I'm not going back to California, <laughs> ever. I'm staying, I'm staying right here. But I like what he said. Utah County for life. <laughs> not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily claiming it. I'm staying for life. I'm not, I'm not claiming it. <laughs> okay, then. Our lead voice of the day presented by Sundance, Sundance Mountain Resort on the question of the day. Will BYU's O or D have more of an impact if they're to beat Washington? At Gibbs 19 uh, on Twitter. The offense. Washington almost shut us out last year, so our offense needs to have a big day if we're to win, especially with a banged-up defense. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis, no time. He's Brian, I'm Jim. Shout out to Ron Mendenhall. We'll see you tomorrow for game day. BYU and 22nd ranked Washington. Countdown to kickoff live at 2.30 Eastern time, 11.30 Pacific. Show up. Can BYU do it three weeks in a row? Show up. Go Cougs!